The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. The Gospel of the Lord. So as we stay, uh, we continue to stay in chapter 13 of Matthew's Gospel, looking at all the parables, and we've looked at this one uh, recently, and we were looking at it specifically with regards to uh, the Word and Scripture, so that the treasure is, is the Gospel message, uh, and the fine pearl is, is the Word of God, um, and how we are to also then place it, hide it within ourselves, uh, so that we might ponder it, but also that it might bear fruit in our life. So it is this great treasure, this great pearl that we sell everything so that we might be able to purchase it. Um, but as we look at the first reading for today, and also in light of the, the saint that we celebrate today, uh, St. Peter Julian Amard, uh, at the Second Vatican Council when he was uh, canonized, he was called the Apostle of the Eucharist, the Apostle of the Eucharist. So it's one who has been formed in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, and then he goes out to proclaim the wonderful mystery of the fact that Jesus Christ is still present to us even today. So the mystery of the Eucharist allows us an encounter with Christ in the flesh, that we can come and sit in His presence, and we can be transformed in His presence. And I think that that's very profound then when we consider the first reading for today from the book of Exodus, which is the effect that the presence of God had on Moses himself. And so when he spent time in the presence of God, eventually his face began to radiate with light, so that he had to then veil his face when he was in the presence of the Israelite people. And so the impact of the presence of God on Moses was sanctifying. It was a way in which he was brought uh, and sanctified by simply remaining in the presence of God. And so how much more for us, as St. Paul says in his letter, he says, who behold this mystery with unveiled faces, and then we change from glory to glory. The presence of God has the same impact on us that it has on Moses. And while it may not be visible, it is truly an impact on our interior life and on our soul. To spend time in, in the presence of Jesus, who is the source of grace, the source of life, the source of sanctification. When we spend time in His presence, we sit in the presence of this source and we allow His presence to impact us, to impact us in our interior. And so if we then go to the church fathers and draw from their wisdom for the gospel, we see that, yes, it applies to the scriptures, this treasure and this pearl, as St. Gregory says. St. Gregory says that the treasure in the field is the gospel message itself. And so what he says then is that when we take that gospel message and when we find it, but what that finding is, is when we read the scenes of scripture, when we read the, the, the scriptures, and all of a sudden, we are pierced with the divine meaning behind the Scriptures. They open for us under a moment of inspiration and the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, it's the discovery of the divine in the midst of what is human language, right? And so it is that experience then 
that causes us to then go and sell everything in order to buy this field, this scripture, that is then uh, what then fills us continually with our contact and communication with God himself and with the full depths of his truth and his light. And so it is a profound mystery. St. Thomas Aquinas develops on that, and he takes that insight, and he says that, well, if we think of it with regards to the Scriptures, well, then we can see even in the likes of the prophets and of King David himself uh, what we are supposed to do with God's Word. And that is the mystery of having found it, we hide it again. We hide it within ourselves. And so St. Thomas says, just as any fire, the more that you contain it, the more intense it burns. And so he gives the example of a furnace. If you take a furnace, because it is contained, it is able to reach very high heats. And so he gives the example then of, uh, Saint, uh, of um, the prophet Jeremiah. And the prophet Jeremiah speaks about the effect of simply trying to contain God's word in your heart. And so he says, eventually he says, the, the word of God, it burned within me. It was like a fire in my bones and I actually couldn't, I couldn't tolerate it. It had to burst out, right? So it's this bursting out of the scriptures and of the word of God. Once we attempt to try and hide it again, which we should do, which is that meditation upon the word, the silent meditation upon the scriptures. And initially it might seem like nothing is happening, but the more that we try to hide it within our heart with love, the more it becomes this burning and consuming fire. We see the same example in King David in Psalm 38, where he speaks about the fact that he says, O oh Lord, set a guard over my lips. So he says he's going to try and maintain silence, not speak uh, too, uh, too much. And in this silence and in this pondering of the word, he says there is a fire that ignited within me because of this word of God. And so it is the word of God when it is within us, when we meditate upon it, that it becomes this burning fire. But also it applies, as St. Jerome says, to the word, which is the divinity of God, in his humanity. So the treasure is the word of God himself in the human nature that he then takes to himself. So it's in the mystery of the incarnation. So the treasure in the field is the divine nature in the human nature. And so as we encounter the field, the field is the humanity of Christ. And so what St. Jerome says then, is that when we want to take to ourselves this field, we want to purchase this field, we want to sell everything that we have in order that we might buy the field. But again, this is something that we cannot pay for. We cannot pay the cost of Christ, but he has paid it for us. We are able to take this field because the price has been paid on our behalf. And if we think of it in terms of the incarnation, well, that then also plays out for us in the mystery of the Eucharist. This is this treasure hidden in a field. It is the one that is kind of hidden initially from our sight because he veils himself under the forms of bread and wine, but it is God himself who is present to us. And this mystery needs to fully penetrate our hearts and our minds, that Jesus is here. Jesus is here. He's no less really present here than he was with his disciples. He sits here with us, present to us completely, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And he calls us to himself that we might be transformed in his presence. I remember when I was a novice, I was reading the writings of St. Peter Julian Amard, and he speaks about the Eucharistic vocation. He speaks about the call to adore the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament as a vocational call, a call. And he says that it is the highest of all vocations. 
not because of the subject, right, the ones that he calls, because they are weak human persons, but because of the object of the vocation, which is Jesus himself. And so that's what makes it the highest of the vocations, the highest of the calls. And St. Peter Julian Amard spoke so wonderfully about the impact that the Eucharist can have on our life if we then turn ourselves wholeheartedly towards the Blessed Sacrament. And so we pray today uh, through the intercession of St. Peter Julian Amard for a rekindling of Eucharistic love, and as Pope John Paul II says, a rekindling of Eucharistic amazement. Amen.